0: this radio
1: welcome to three queens and a king podcast where candid conversation
2: matters it's your show baby
1: welcome back folks to three queens and a king podcast we are so excited to uh have you tuning in and listening this is season two episode one we made it through an entire season one 11 episodes we are back to give you 11 to 12 more um certainly hope that you are being entertained and maybe taking something from uh, our testimonies from last season uh, know that we're just going to continue on with more great conversation, candid conversation that matters in season two. And if interested, want to come on the show, like to share your experience, uh, have a king that should be celebrated, please reach out to one of us. We would love to bring him on. Uh, Really excited. Haven't seen everybody in a while. Um, We took a three-week hiatus. It was much needed. When I first started this project, somebody said to me, take a break. I'm like, no, nah, we just gonna go hard in the paint for 100 episodes. She was like, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so right. Because <laughs> by the end of season one, we were like, all oh, three weeks off. Great, yes, we are waiting for this. So we are refreshed and we are back and we are ready to go. Today's episode launching season two is an open mic poetry session, and um, I'm excited about this one. It's my first love, written word and poetry, and. Uh, short stories and performance poetry Um, and i think everybody on the panel has um, a soft spot in their heart for uh poets and and this particular genre of creativity so i'm excited to um hear everybody's uh pieces and see how everybody's going uh very very broad topic life growth and reflection and we chose that so that it would be easy for all of us to pull from our experiences and write um, a really dope piece. So, uh, keep that in mind, folks, as you're listening. That uh, all the pieces are are um, in connection to uh, living life, growing through life, and then taking the time to really reflect on your lessons and how you got to this point. So, we're gonna get going. And uh, Ashley, you wanted to start us out, right? Yeah, I just get it over
3: with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't I'm be that way you're gonna this is gonna be great how long did it take you to write the piece first let's let's talk a little um
3: bit. well i feel like i've been thinking about it probably since like new years
1: because <laughs> we then, decided
3: you know, but then I did just, we talk you know, about it then
1: yeah we talked about doing something like this back then didn't we okay right mm-hmm. so okay
3: so you've been thinking about it for some months now thinking about it for a long time but then you know when you try to like make it happen it's like, well. All right, well, I'll just find out where you were a minute ago. I'm just gonna just go take a break. <laughs> so, took me a long time. It's not my worst. It's not my best. It's uh, but it's what I have right now.
1: It is uh, beautiful, I'm certain, because it came from your mind, and we are excited. You, did you title your piece or?
3: No, I don't I'm have just gonna a title. Right for it.
1: No title. Cool.
3: No title. Most poets
1: don't. Cool. Okay. Keep it, just keep All it as
3: right. chaotic as my life is. So. <laughs> I'm (laughs) eager. All right, so whenever you're ready, go ahead. All right, well, um, I'd like to preface by asking if you, if anybody else, I mean, the past 18 months were wild as hell. We can all admit that. Um, It's taken many of us in different directions, and was definitely a time to experience something new. Definitely had a time to focus on other aspects of your life, maybe you hadn't reached into, or some that you hadn't reached into in a while. um, so me, um, the girls know my epic uh, Corona, Corona Roni tale. Did any, if anybody else had a Corona Roni, it was a good time, and it, it you know it came when I needed it. Um, But I did invest probably a little more into it than I maybe should have. So that's a Corona I Roni, <laughs> not a, a Tenderoni. The times change. Corona Roni, yes, they have actually. <laughs> It's and so I hope to never use that word again. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, are you I do. Ready? All right. I'm going to stumble a little bit. Meek, You better edit this good. Okay. I knew you didn't love me when you gave me the weed with all them seeds. When before you left me flowers with the stems removed so meticulously, the same intention you paid to me, I bloomed. I marching to spring and through the revolution by your side, carried only by the faith of change, change of season, change of feeling, and by the tight grip of your hand, clasped in mine as we led a nation to freedom. I held on strong, let the sky hold my closed fist and my lifted arm, both hands were where they belonged. I knew you didn't love me when you didn't want to wear matching daishikis. You said mine was wrinkled and he wasn't willing to wait for me. Almost ironic that I couldn't be as pressed as you were in that moment. I didn't know then. Your fear in my relaxed demeanor. You must have thought I had been waiting for you, but I was really just getting to catch up with myself. More fuck it than hopeful. You were neither. Our passion peaked at some time the summer did. Hot as the pavement. Hazy as our atmosphere, you couldn't make it clear. Maybe I just wasn't trying to hear. As that heat began to cool, so did your sentiment for me. Your unconditional, unconditioned, or I'm sorry, (laughs) uncontained self-doubt was so heavy. I tried to help you lift it, even though it hurt, and I smiled through the pain. As the outside lost its warmth, so did I. When I gave mine to you, I bundled you up. As you put out the last of my fire, I had nothing left. But I always had myself. That's oh,
4: snap, guys. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I can't snap, guys, yes. I would. I
3: got a lot sadder oh, than I, I thought I was going to.
4: Aw. You know,
3: I know
1: that, I don't know if it was during uh, one of the episodes or just one of our team meetings, you just speaking about, like, you know, what had happened with you and... Your Corona Roni, um, and I—I she's I, I, so silly, right? <laughs> Your Corona Um I just want to say, Ash, that it's a—it takes a lot to be able to get to the point where you can express yourself and write about pain that you've experienced, especially with relationships, because we have a tendency to hold on to things as when we're dealing with people that might have wronged us or. Uh, disrespected us but I love your poem my favorite line though probably of two of them is I know you didn't love me when you gave me the weed with the seeds in it Mm -hmm. bro you didn't even take the time to take the seeds Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. or I know you didn't Mm -hmm. love me because you didn't want to wear matching daishikis Mm -hmm. he couldn't Mm -hmm. couldn't Mm -hmm. wait for you to iron your daishiki sis I mean come Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. I I remember that day too
0: (laughs) that's dope that's dope Mm. I'm I
1: love it. so what lessons have come from that uh, that situation that inspired that that particular piece
3: um, I think that I the relationship whatever plus you know the break from not having to go to work or the fear of going to work um, just made me feel like I knew how I wanted to feel so I don't regret any of it you know like there was a time when i just felt super aimless and i was like i don't even know how i'm supposed to feel or how i would like to feel or you know be treated reflect the way that i want to be treated and i didn't know that i didn't know mhm
1: mhm and so and so you go through the lesson yeah and now you know now you know Thank you for your contribution to the poetry show. Hey, thanks for having Ms. me, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no
1: doubt, I appreciate you writing and being vulnerable enough uh, enough to share with the listeners. Because I think that's um, one of the hardest things about being a creative is not necessarily putting out the work um, or or being inspired by life enough to create the work, but then going and showing it and bearing like your whole soul uh and then it's open to criticism (laughs) for anybody that's listening (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's always my thing about getting on stage with it like man i'm about to just put my whole self out here and then anybody can tell me how they feel about it afterwards let me be strong we have a thick skin right right okay all right um let's uh let's take it to our next uh our next artist that's here with us Peace, King. Thank you for coming back. Uh, Really excited to see you. Glad you're joining us. Yes. Um, It was a no-brainer that we had to bring you on to be a part of our Open Mic Poetry Showcase. Um, If you're just tuning in, folks, um, season two, episode one, Three Queens and a King podcast. We really just wanted to kick this season off with something that we all love, which is uh, creativity. Very specifically, the outlet of spoken word and written word. Um, performance and otherwise, and I met Eurema doing this kind of work,
2: yes. so years it was a ago. given,
1: years yes, ago. years ago,
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: it yes. has been. How many years has it been, Yurema? Let's think uh, about like this, eight, like 21
2: yeah, it's almost like a decade, nine, right? Yeah, it's like nine years now, yep. Next year, wow, be on that yep, <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And we've
1: maintained the same energy all these years with each other, right? Facts, facts. I know, right? That's, That's genuine.
2: genuine. Yeah, and then we always, we, we, uh, you know, we, we, it's almost like we connect at the right time when, when it's about every to trip, reignite some new information and in one another, recalibrate. We'll, we'll, yes, our favorite coffee shop. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, Ah, there she is. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. I love
1: it too I love the consistency yeah man the same energy every trip so I know if I don't see Urema for three years four years two months two weeks it doesn't ever change and yes. that is rare because yes. you know
2: people are flighty as shit oh, <laughs>
1: sometimes yeah. it is hell
2: sometimes <laughs> flip. they got a lot of flip in them one day is one thing the other day is yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: so to be around consistent people it's good it's a breath of fresh air Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to hear your piece. I'm always excited to hear your work. And I've not heard you spit in a long, long time.
2: Yeah. Long time. Well this is gonna uh, be, this go is a little different piece for me. To me. Is it? Yeah, this is a little different piece. <laughs> but it's, a, it's 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 when, when we talk about things that have gone on in our life you you were kind of uh you'll be able to relate because you were kind of with me on this journey so okay 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 yeah
1: so yeah everybody that's listening um our theme today very broad and uh not really general because we all go through life growth and then reflection it's kind of like that's how it goes that's how it should go anyway some people struggle they don't grow from their life lessons and uh so not able to reflect but at any rate um Yeah, I'm excited to hear it because I know that you've been through some shit. Yeah, 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 facts, facts. Been through some shit. All right, whenever you're ready, babe. Do you title your pieces, or you just do your thing? No, this
2: one. This one's titled "Time." Indeed. Whenever you're ready. Okay. So, time, 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 time. (laughs) I'm talking about time. I mean, every day I give one third of my time to a job that I can't stand, to a CEO that doesn't appreciate my effort and work ethic. I allow him to realize his dream while I struggle to pay bills with my dreams, constantly outside of my reach, losing time off of my life. There's 24 hours in a day. One third of it goes to work, one third of it goes to sleep, one third of it goes to me fighting to keep my one third productive without it being replaced by wasteful BS. I lose time off of my life. Every week, 40 hours of my time is given to a job that I can't stand. 160 hours a month is given to a job that I can't stand. 1,920 hours a year is given to a job that has me mathematically adding all the time I'm losing off of my life. Every day at lunchtime, I stand behind a coworker who runs her mouth to another coworker about BS, at which time I remind her that there's a line waiting to use the microwave. There's only 30 minutes for lunch. Can she be considerate? Get her stuff in and get it out. She rolls her eyes at me, but please let's go. After leaving a job I can't stand, I sit in freeway traffic jams, smelling the gas fumes and carbon monoxide of other vehicles as we're all put at a standstill, losing time off of our lives. Matter of fact, I wrote this poem while sitting in that traffic jam. I go. Grocery shopping, only to stand in a line watching a cashier process the groceries of five customers who are ahead of me. I stand there for seven minutes, 36 seconds before my turn comes. I'll never get that time back. I call my bank to correct an inaccuracy in my bank statement only to be put on hold for 21 minutes, 13 seconds with an automated recording that repeats every 30 seconds. All of our representatives are currently helping other customers. Please continue to hold and you'll be helped by the next available representative. I can't calculate or measure the time I've lost compared to the productive time in my life. Wasted time is too valuable to continue losing As soon as this thought crosses my cerebral, I find myself standing at pump number seven, waiting for $25 worth of gas to pump into my tank, losing more time off of my life. I lay in bed, sometimes not able to sleep, thoughts racing with all the things I need to do, want to do. I try to slow my racing thoughts down long enough so I can get to sleep and before I know it, I look at the clock to realize I've lost an hour off of my life. Culture Club said, time won't give me time and it won't. Time is something I have no choice in. I can't stop it, shut it off. I either use it or I lose it. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about time. 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 In peace. Yes, sir! <laughs>
1: Yeah. my my puppy just looked at me like no. Huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes
1: so fire yes but I've always 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 loved it's not only is the content always dope always relevant always right on time but your delivery is always fly as shit yes yeah.
2: Thank
1: you. You You might me wanna put together a show and you know I ain't did that in years, okay?
2: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Oh man. You might want to join my clubhouse group because we do it every Sunday. It's called House of Fire. So
1: is Clubhouse available for Android yet? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. So I will do that. I will I will download Clubhouse today. Yes. 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 So you said it though. You said it in the poem that you were inspired while sitting in traffic to just write about how much time we waste on shit that is not relevant to our ultimate goals and dreams. Yes. And it's necessary to even keep going in order to give just a little bit of time during the day towards those goals and dreams, right? Back. So it's like a, a wheel forever, Yes. ever. You could go mad if you really think about it, like insane in your brain. Like, damn, how do I get out of this?
2: Well, that first part actually with the work that inspired me to become a business owner and entrepreneur, and that's right. the part of the journey that I think you and you, you and I at one point actually started taking together uh, with mm-hmm. the mentor with the mentoring company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember sitting at work just getting frustrated, like I feel like I'm on a plantation. There's got to be something else. And then I was just like, one day I was just like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I can't keep giving somebody else all this time, and I'm not giving myself enough time. So. Um, and that when i made that decision there was there was a a, a, a gang of freedom that came with that decision so yeah
1: uh, yeah. yeah and it definitely outweighs um i mean because if you if you're diligent about it then you can create the same kind of security that a nine to five gives you uh yes. but you have to work you really have to work harder doing your own thing than you do ever just going in and clocking in and, and being a machine for somebody else i'd much rather do that i'll give my own business 12 hours a day rather than go give somebody else eight and all my time and energy you know and brilliance because you're not paying me enough for how dope my brain works and i'm not being utilized at all so let me do my own thing but yes definitely so you were inspired because you were working a job you said nope i'm out and i do remember. We were doing the, uh, the public speaking together and, and with the kids and the mentor. But then what else did you get going? What else do you have going on right now? That's your own business besides uh, I know you got the unity walk. I know you're you're performing, yeah. but don't you own a cleaning company as well?
2: Yes, I got a cleaning company and that's that's mm-hmm. my bread and butter. So um, and during this pandemic, uh, that's that's I kept working. So I had, you know. Um, we kind of our company kind of has mastered like cleaning urgent care facilities, small medical facilities. So mm-hmm. it was like the perfect fit for that. The ancestors kind of just placed our our, our company in the perfect position at that time. So yeah, there were a lot of small businesses that went out of business. Um, right, and I was just I was I was so so sad for them. But yeah, we we kept going. So.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah I've been blessed enough through this entire situation. When it first started, I was working for a nonprofit. Um, and then, thank God, they just put us on pay, but we didn't do anything for six months. So I was like, okay. And in that time, figured out what I wanted to do next because I knew that wasn't gonna last forever. Um, and started a logistics company and just have been blessed since day one. Like, there's no shortage of people who need the help for the services I offer. And all of a sudden folks are understanding the importance of owning your own business. And I, and I love that because the pandemic really taught us a great deal, a great deal about uh, things being given and things taking away from you and dependency upon government uh, assistance. And it birthed a great deal of new entrepreneurs, which I'm like all for, you know, like do it, you know, do your thing, whatever it is that you find. And now all of a sudden you have like a whole uh, generation, our generation of people realizing that it's possible. So it wasn't all bad, everything that we just went through. Um, a lot of people really thrived, especially people of color, um, really thrived. And then I just love the whole air uh, across the country and supporting small businesses and the importance of that. Yes. You know, so I tell people all the time, if you didn't realize that this was an opportunity, a hidden, uh, a, a blessing in disguise, then you need should, you should wake up to that, and figure out what it is you wanna do next, because all of a sudden, <clears throat> it's our time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah. Agreed. Pun intended. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Pun Absolutely. intended. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I'm so Agreed. grateful for you coming on. Thank you for sharing, man, being vulnerable enough to share your yeah. perspective. I appreciate you
2: we appreciate you for the platform to keep doing what you're doing yes. uh we need this okay so black voices out to be able to be heard so we appreciate yeah. you for making a way for for voices period so yeah. yeah yeah it's
1: a passion of mine won't never go away i'll always be doing something
2: Absolutely.
1: uh you got something coming up you want to plug or anything you want to tell the people about
2: uh, yeah, the one thing, we have our National Unity Walk. Uh, that's going to be in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. It's going to be from July 22nd through the 25th. And if people want to know more about that, they can actually go to our Unity Walk webpage at uh, www.theunitywalk.com. Www.theunitywalk, and if you do plan on traveling in, there is a link there that you can hit to get a hotel discount. We're going to be staying at the Abbott Hotel this year. So um, you can get a discounted rate on your hotel stay. And uh, we would love to see you. This is for Unity Walk members as well as non-members. So we love Tell to you. Tell me
1: what those three days look like. What's What, what do you guys got planned?
2: Um, well, definitely taking a walk through the uh, Greenwood district. Um, mm-hmm and 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 getting a tour guide of the history of black wall street and what actually occurred Um, Mm -hmm. but also it's a time for our members and non-members to get acquainted talk sit down and build uh we should be having a keynote speaker as well um and yeah it's just going to be a fam a time for family to get together have the children out there us getting uh, because we're spread out across the country, so this is our time to come together and really get to build and and share energy, energy exchange, and get to know mm-hmm. one another, and then be able to maximize that energy in a in a historically black environment such as Black Wall Street. So, I
1: dig it. So, drop those dates one more time. July what and
2: what? July twenty second through the twenty fifth. So. 22nd through the 25th. Is
1: that a Friday to a Monday?
2: A Thursday to a Sunday. Sunday. Yep.
1: All right. Okay, folks. So you heard it. Uh, Once again, if you need a little bit more information about that event and you want to check it out, check out the website, www.theunitywalk.com. Yes. And go out and support. I can almost bet it's going to be an amazing time. I will be checking that out myself. I'm always looking for an excuse to travel and support you. Dream up.
2: Thank you. Thank you. We'd love to see you.
1: Tanika. <laughs> such,
2: such a good friend over the years, so we thank you so much. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, likewise. I'm glad we can reciprocate that energy.
2: Yes. Have a great rest of your day, Empress. Thank you so much for having you me. You
1: as well. Thank you for dropping by. Folks, we'll be right, right back. We're going to go to break. Listen to a little bit of music. We'll come back with a little bit more poetry. Hope we're inspiring you to create. We'll be right, right back. listening to a little bit of fire what i like is that everybody has different levels of uh, i don't want to say skill set but just passion when it comes to poetry so you can kind of see it i know our last artist uh Yurima, um was uh is a performance poet that's how i met him and um he's always amazed me with the way he can um spin a story as a lyricist and a poet so we appreciate your contribution sir thank you for coming on the show Chris, you're about to uh, put yourself out there real quick, aren't you?
4: It's your yeah, turn. You know, anytime I do something like this, I feel naked. Like, not a stitch of clothing, not a sock, <laughs> not anything. <laughs> not a piece of panty, not a nothing, one. <laughs> nothing. Not at all. So that's how I
1: feel. <laughs> you, you know what, I have a memory of you, Chris, um, at Wild Goose Creative. This is, now this is, this is speaks volumes to like how long we've been doing this because yeah that was back in like 2006 or something like that
4: maybe it was early
1: we're in 20 it was about 15 years ago so yeah about that but uh i just remember you getting on the stage and doing your poetry like everybody knew you as uh an eco-friendly fashion designer we knew that repurposed uh fashion and that you did a little jewelry too and you did these shows and what have you but Folks were kind of like shocked when you would get on the mic to do some poetry and then you started singing later on. So mm-hmm. you've run the gamut as far as creativity is concerned. <laughs> you've done a little bit of it all.
4: Yes. What is your favorite
1: <laughs> outlet? What do you like the most?
4: Um, probably singing and coming up with lyrics. So this poem actually came from lyrics I wrote a long time ago and I kinda added as as the years have gone by. So yeah, we'll see how to it goes. It. Yeah all right you got the mic the proverbial mic (laughs) dear lord i'm a sinner when i was a little girl i had the devil inside my soul with a crook of the lip and a bat of the eye my wit and my charm is how i survived oh lord i'm a sinner an angel with clipped wings when I was 17, I was the devil in blue jeans with my cigarette low and my lips painted red. I was a girl your mama warned you about. Oh Lord, I'm a sinner, a devil in disguise. When I was 25, I was a bit on the wild side with the scent of a man and a woman in the bed next to me. I was a woman your mama told you about. Oh Lord, I'm a sinner even with my clothes on. Now, in my mature days, looking back through my life at my little devilish ways, oh Lord, I am a sinner and I wouldn't change a goddamn thing. My halo feels a little dirty.
1: (laughs) I know, yes!
4: It, and it's a little blues song. I changed it up a little bit, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to hear you sing it. I want to hear the music behind it too. I know, I was thinking the same thing. I, I want to hear the
4: song. I do not have music behind it because I can't play any instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done it uh, just solo on stage, about peed my panties, but I made it.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> the nerves on stage are like outrageous but if you pull if you pull on that energy then you usually give a kick-ass performance once you like channel that all those nerves and whatnot i like it chris i like it baby so tell the people like what was the lesson behind what's what inspired that piece
4: uh, when I was a kid, the way I grew up, I got attention in school from like teachers and from neighbors. They would feed us and clothe us. And um, I always thought like, is there something wrong with me? But the older I got, I'm like, I'm just a little feisty and I'm a little devilish and and that should be okay. And when I look back at all the things in my life, I can't regret anything because it was my life. And I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't have all these experiences. Mm-hmm. That is true, and you're an amazing person.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so I'm grateful for your experiences. <laughs> I'm grateful for your experiences. That's that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you. That's baby. what's up. <laughs> All right. So um we got Seam Bean back on the show. If you guys have listened to any of the episodes mm-hmm. uh, last season, Seam was on quite a few times. So he's like one of our regular kings to celebrate. And he was like, I need to be a part of the poetry show. So, welcome back, Seem Bean. How are you?
0: Yes, ma'am. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me again.
1: OK, so um, you also have many different outlets when it comes to creativity. You paint, mm-hmm. you design clothes, you cut hair, and you write poetry. Yes, ma'am. Of all your outlets, what do you love the most?
0: Uh, I would say painting. That would probably be my best. Well, really? Yeah. See, because I mean, the poetry thing, I still hold, held on to it because we used to rap back in high school. So, you know, I used to write rhymes. So I've mm-hmm. always liked poetry, and I've always went to the little poetry sites. So that's mm-hmm. still kind of stuck around. But as far as the day-to-day thing, I would love painting more.
1: And he's cold with
0: it. And he's cold with it. And I
1: know lately we've been just sharing a lot of Scatelli, which is the clothing brand. Um, but maybe you can share with the people some of your artwork soon too. I don't know. Instagram, Facebook,
0: something. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It's coming soon.
1: He uh at the barber shop, there was uh, the Mad Barber, which is this mural that he put together. At on both at both shops. You had him at the shop that I met you on McCutcheon.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but truly him, like him with his his tools and the world behind him, and then you did it again at the new shop when you went down to the convention center but was it the full mural was the same setup
0: it was the same setup, but i didn't actually have the character i just when we was okay but i do i do have the mad barber on canvas that i will be sharing here soon
1: yay okay maybe i'll be one of the first people to purchase one of your canvas works i know i got every hoodie that you've ever ever created And another one coming, don't I got a blue one on deck for the photo shoot?
0: Yes, you do. I have it ready for you right now.
1: (laughs) I got some pumps that are gonna go for that. You already know, I already put that outfit together. (laughs) At any rate, Seem, I know you've been working on this piece for a while too, since we started kind of hashing out this idea. Did you title your piece or are you just gonna jump right in?
0: It's funny that this is three queens and a king because the name of the poem is called My Queen. It's a little, it's a little rough in the beginning though, and then it kind of cleans up in the end. So, you have to excuse the first part of it.
3: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say,
1: thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> you don't have a whole bunch of faces looking at you like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, have you been practicing? How do you feel? Did you have a? You have a I,
0: I, I, I've been practicing I, I I got it memorized a little bit but I'm gonna still have to read from the paper. yes okay
1: that's okay. That's okay. Uh, fortunately, our listeners can't see us so <laughs> we're good to go. We are good to go. All right whenever you whenever you're ready you you have the proverbial mic sir.
0: Searching high and low walking through the valley of the shadow of death. To me, it seems like there's none left. Good girls, that is, because the sadidi, bougie, money-hungry, materialistic assholes don't even know, nor have a clue of what to do with a man like me. This ain't the birds and the bees, fairy tale stories sitting in the tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yes, I'm a G, and that's the only place I wanna be but she don't understand how I operate. I'm like Tony the Tiger. Bitch, I'm great and straight and got cake. Don't mistake the fake for the real. I'm that deal, but I need you to complete the puzzle. Was you confused by my intro? I don't know what you was thinking. Please, I was intrigued by your essence. You was heaven sent to me and a perfectly wrapped present. Too bad you didn't notice I was yours. You had your head in the clouds, thinking it was all about material, but I'm cut from a different cloth. I'm material, I'm imperial. You was you was wrong about your judgment. Didn't know I was, and you thought I wasn't. Was you looking for the diamonds and the gold and the athlete and the musician and forgot about the plumber and the electrician? Silly rabbit. You know who tricks was made for, trying to get a score and come through the back door? I'm shaking my head like this bitch is already dead. But my queen, visions of my queen, my queen. Love was knocking on the door of existence, looking to be present and accounted for. The windows of heaven opened to full capacity, granting him all access. Awaiting his arrival, love graced the room with a sheer elegance. Her stride indicated that destiny was close. The room glowed with anticipation. The music hesitated. When he walked in, his energy aroused the atmosphere. Her heart cracked open instantly. Her silhouette melted into a puddle, and her eyes told the entire story. His strength increased as they became closer. The connection of their bond was the foundation of togetherness, and there they met for the very first time. Yes.
1: You know what? I'm excited to hear a poem written by a Black man speaking about the frustrations that Black women also, or women period, also have when it comes to dealing with folks that don't know their worth. Um, so to, to to know that that's something that you all struggle with as well, uh, just wanting to be seen for who you are. And I really like the part about how she was chasing after that money, the, the sports or the athletes and the musicians, but not keeping in mind that, you know, what you would consider a regular Joe is probably the one that's gonna make you the happiest. So, message! Just saying. Naseem, what lesson in life inspired your piece? Where'd that come from?
0: Well, you know, When you're when you're a good guy and you know that you're a good guy and you're just trying to say hello to a female or just trying to be nice, hold the door and things like that, you know, and you just don't get a thank you or women judge you, you know, as soon as they see you, you know, you might be walking to the store and just have on some down clothes and you just run into the store or something and they would look at you like you're nothing really. And most women that I have dealt with, they are looking for the money, you know. So that's what inspired that part of the poem. But then the second part is what I would be looking for. Mm-hmm. What would really happen if I did meet this particular queen?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you manifesting her? Are, do you visualize her? Uh, do you think uh, about her as though
0: she's it really exists i do i don't have a picture in my mind of what she actually looks like but uh but rather know, what her to, energy feels like yeah just to have that connection like when you walk into a place it's, it's instant like bam okay there she goes or there he goes you mm-hmm. know so yeah <laughs> people tell me that's a fantasy world but i, I believe i was it. gonna say do you believe in that yeah i believe in it
1: any, everybody else around the panel, do you guys believe in that kind of stuff too? Like an instantaneous, you just know that person. It might not be a lot... A, because a, a, I believe that you have many soulmates. I don't think you just have one.
0: Mm-hmm. So it might not be
1: for life, but I feel like you you can know innately when you meet somebody that's going to be like imperative to your growth and to your development. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Ashley, yeah. what do you think?
1: you believe in that?
3: Yeah. I... Um you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, it might not be for life. Sometimes you run into somebody, even if it's just somebody that you meet like one time and it's like, damn, you think about them a lot. It's like, I wonder how we are doing. That was, that was mm-hmm. fucking bomb ass little interaction we had.
1: Yeah. Nice conversation, nice connection. Um, yeah. And then maybe too, uh, they might be sent to confirm some things that you've already been dealing with inside of you or to confirm that whatever you're is looking for, it is coming your way because you start to attract what you put out there. And, and it's, I mean, much like anything in life, once you go one direction, if you decide you want to backtrack and go another, it might take some time to get get on that path. That, I feel like manifestation and visualization is much like that. If you've been feeding into an idea and you're attracting a certain kind of energy and you have been for some time, but then all of a sudden you, you understand or you get an idea or a glimpse of how it is that you can change that, you start to change your way of thinking. And then the universe will start to bring you something similar to now what you're putting your effort into. might not be for the long haul, but it's enough to like inspire you to to understand and see, okay, my vibration is changing. And with my vibration changing, look at the interactions that I'm bringing about now versus what I was dealing with prior to that. So I love your piece, Seam Bean. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable. Folks, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go to a break. You already know, a little bit of music. Um, I hope you're loving the creativity flow. We'll be right, right back. I'm gonna wrap up the show with a piece that I wrote when I was 22 years old. We'll be right, right back. Okay, we're back, folks. If you are just tuning in, um, this is actually uh, the start of season two, episode one. We decided we wanted to dedicate just at least, at least one episode to poetry. Um, All of us have a special spot in our heart for creativity and written word. And uh, it being um, a broadcast, a podcast, we felt like doing an open mic, a virtual open mic, would be a fun way to kick off the season. it's a beautiful day, beautiful day, that we're recording this. And uh, we've all been inspired by um, life circumstances to write and share with you all. And I wanna thank everybody that's come on and uh, been vulnerable enough to put yourself out there. And yeah, I think I'll wrap up the show uh, with a piece that I wrote some years ago. I was just telling everybody on the break um, that I jumped on a project that uh, a friend of mine at the time, her name was her name is Dabana Dawkins and she's still around, um, uh, still writing. We talk every now and again, especially about this project and doing a, a, a second edition to it. But she came to me and she said, are you interested in putting together a poetry compilation? Um, can you submit 20 poems? And I was like, sure, I write all the time. Um, so we did and we did a book signing and this is my first like real experience like like tapping into my creativity and um, as far as written word was concerned and just, uh, I live in my best life not soon after I did this and sketch live was born that's when I met crystal the jewelry line was born and all the stuff that I've been doing for the rest of my life so I thought that it was fitting uh to jump off um the season doing this episode and for me to pull a piece from then very very relevant still to this day um and uh yeah once we do that we're gonna wrap up with a final thought but here we go Uh, this piece is called Princess. Y'all can't see me while I do this, I'm sorry. It's just better for me. <laughs> you always do it! <laughs> oh, that's not right! <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair! Uh, it's just, it's just easier for me, y'all. Like, I swear. <laughs>
2: oh, don't
1: judge me. <laughs> y'all knew it was coming, right? I was like, oh, geez. Okay, here we go. It's titled Princess. <clears throat> let me tell you a story of a young black princess pretty as a crisp cool autumn night ripe as a georgia peach she was ripe all right so ripe right, no human male could resist the sight of that nice tight juicy sexiest thing in the world princess was make a man feel like royalty as soon as he laid sight But see princess had an unspoken vendetta Some would even call it a premeditated agenda to rape this man of his dignity, his self-respect and pride, but most importantly, his pockets. See, Princess had a hustle. Her hustle be that age-old trick. Holla, unwanted pregnancy. See, this worked perfectly in Princess' eyes. I lay, I lie every day a piece of my soul dies, but girl, I got them brand new Pradas. But miss... Don't you understand? Every time you lay to get your rent paid, all you do is play yourself to be the whore they speak of whenever you turn your back to go make money for your for another 20 sack. Princess, there is no future in selling yourself short. There's no hope, hope when your features distort and your heart contorts from the constant dull pain of continuously dishonoring yourself. So I tell you, princess, find the love within. So to begin the process of healing your broken heart so you never have to hustle again, Miss Princess. Oh.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So when I was young, I would see a lot of chicks moving like that. And I used to have a whole lot of females around me, around 20, 22, 23 years old, because at that time you, you haven't tapped into discernment yet. So you might have trash around you, not realize it, and uh, you see some things. And I would see these women um, conduct themselves in this way, and and we're we're all young, we're all the same age, we all got kids. Um, that just was never my vibe. I, I'm not. That just was never my vibe. But I would watch it. And I would see how it was uh, really just destroying spirits, moving in that space and, and not understanding your own worth, even at that age, um, to understand that you don't have to essentially screw to get your bills paid, screw to buy that next new bag, shoes, sack, concert tickets, what have you, just uh, constantly on your back in exchange for something else. So uh, it was very a transactional situation. Not a lot of love when it came to the intercourse. It was what what can I get for this? So using using yourself, using your body and uh, and uh, your vagina to make it through life. And I I know some of these chicks even still at the at this age, twenty years later, who still move like that. And there's no light in their eyes. That smile doesn't reach that high. So um, that's what inspired the piece then. And uh, I still see young women moving like that to this day, 10 times worse over, like not even a question about it. At least in my generation, uh, these chicks that were moving like that felt some remorse about living their life that way, where this, this generation does not at all. That's just how they move and they feel like it's okay. So,
0: yep, that's my piece hey it's beautiful man it just Mm -hmm. all of these poems came together in one nice little conglomerate yeah it it
1: did (laughs) indeed they did all right so let's go around the horn and just uh share a little final thought and i'm thinking we really could just share with the folks um maybe just the importance of like touching your spirit in this way uh none of us are professional poets poets none of us are uh, making money or winning awards or traveling the world, doing this kind of work. But it is something that we that we love to do. So um, Sam, we can start with you. If you could just explain or share with the people why it is that you think that it's important for you to be able to express yourself in this manner and maybe encourage another to do the same. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, this is a good outlet because, <clears throat> excuse me, because you can be in the privacy of your own home and you have these thoughts and these experiences that you have went through. And just to be able to write it down into a poem and be able to express it in that manner. You know, unfortunately, COVID is here. Hopefully the poem, I mean, the poetry sites will open back up. But I think this is a good way for you to express yourself and just to, even like painting, you know, once you got the paintbrush in your hand and you painting on the canvas, you are actually in the picture. So when people are writing poems, they are actually on the page expressing mm-hmm. their feelings. And I think this is beautiful. I
1: agree. I agree. Ashley, what do you say,
3: Mama? Um I like that how you said with the page and you're on you're on the page. That was that was good Nassim. Um <laughs> for me, I think it's being able to just kind of work through the way that your mind changes, um, the way that your emotions change, and your expectations of them, and this was a uh, this was a this was fun for me. I I, I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Even though, was, even though at times you know you get stuff like, uh, I feel like I feel like this got a little specific. Even though it sounds really silly, because I know how you guys like to laugh and laugh at me. Like, oh my god, Ashley, you're so funny, and I just tell you, well, that's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: your delivery, Ash. That's what it, it is. is. It's how you say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys being willing because for the rest of my life poetry and and art and music will be a huge part of my life. Here recently, I have come to the conclusion that it's not necessarily going to be a stream of income um, like I really was pushing for it to be for a long time with the events and whatnot. But uh, I'm, I'm almost okay and, and better with that, because it takes the pressure away from the creativity and just allows me to create. And if something comes from that, that is a, a paid opportunity and that's fine too, but because that's not the goal anymore, um, it flows more for me. And my and me wanting to do it is a genuine feeling versus God, I have to sit down and write this piece because I gotta go do this and I gotta do it. I don't like the pressure on all that. So Chris, what do you think?
4: You know, uh, what I was thinking of earlier is you have so many people, uh, creativity is so much a part of everyone's life. It doesn't matter if it's music or painting or writing or whatever it happens to be. Um, And people say, oh, I'm not talented in anything, or I don't have a creative bone. That is absolutely not true. Um, People who garden, that's natural art. Um, People who have wonderful style and look gorgeous, that's art, Mm -hmm. art comes in every form. So to just say that you have none of that, everyone does. Everyone has a piece of it, you just have to unlock it. And Mm -hmm. be okay with trying to find it.
1: Yeah, I agree too. I agree too because, I mean, we're here, we're human beings. Um, And and not even without having to like pull any kind of like spiritual aspect into it. Uh, I mean, we were designed to produce. I know society says that as well, but I mean, In I, speaking of a, from a creativity standpoint, um, we all have something that we're able to like think about, feel something about, enough passion about to then execute the idea. That could be a meal mm-hmm,
4: and your plate absolutely. presentation
1: is on point. Um, that could be creating uh, businesses and helping people like get all their stuff together and like being a visionary in that way. You could be creating jewelry. You could be creating um, cakes and cookies and pies. You could be baking. I mean, there's just a lot of things, I mean, woodwork. There's Mm -hmm. just a lot of things that you could be doing. I have an art, a guy who's a masseuse, who is a true artiste on this (laughs) massage table. Okay. I mean, he's just so creative with, and then he, he makes candles and he, he does all these different things. Soaps, he does all these different things, but his creativity comes out in everything he does. It just oozes from him. So. I just feel, I feel sorry for people really, true empathy for people that don't tap into a creative outlet in any shape or form. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's just like, uh, dancing or you work out on a regular basis and you know, you're running and you're taking care of yourself, all that is creativity. So yeah, um, I think if, if I had a final thought and sharing with the people, um, it's just a part of my soul. And it's a part of my spirit to be a creative person. And it shows up in the way I decorate my house, definitely shows up in the way I dress, shows up when I get my hair cut and how I have my hair, the earrings I collect, the jewelry I make, uh, writing, producing podcasts, like it just comes out in all different ways. And I, I, would, I would hate for anybody to be young right now listening to us, 20 years old, 21, 22, 23 years old and not understanding the importance of making that a priority, to like really understand what kind of person you are and then feeding your soul as much as possible with things that make you smile and the shit that you love. I mean, if I can't paint, I'm definitely making a trip to an exhibit. I'm going to look at some art. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support an artist. I'm doing something that has to do with art and creativity. And, and streams of income, they come and go, um, but this will be like who I am. When, when at my funeral, you guys will be able to say, Meek was a creative. And everybody in the room will be like, yes, she was. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I appreciate everybody. Now, Seem, of course, we're going to ask you to come back. Are you going to take
0: us up on the offer? I will be more than willing to come back and do another show with y'all for sure. (laughs) We love you, Seem Bean. You're such a great guy. I love y'all too.
1: Such a great guy. We appreciate you guys tuning in. (laughs) always and it's a big smile look at how big a smile is all right sorry beautiful stuff I know
3: everybody I can't see
1: us beautiful black man that you are sir we celebrate you thank you for coming on the show again and sharing your poetry
0: thank you it was a pleasure yes ma'am
1: folks if you didn't know now you do season two episode one open mic poetry Uh, just speaking about life and all of our poems kind of flow together. Hope you got something from this. Hope you tune in again next week. Um, Slight change in how we're doing things. Episodes will be dropping on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays from here on out. So you can check us out 9 a.m. every Tuesday on all the platforms that uh, offer podcast listenership. um, Specifically though, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Please, please, please always remember folks to be the light that you seek and we will
2: see you next week. Peace.